This week, we continue our Buffy Angel March Madness, this time with episodes of Angel. Which Angel episodes will make their way to the final four? Come find out. Hello and welcome to the Sunnydale Study Group, a podcast about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I'm Omar. I'm Chris. And today we are joined by a very, very special guest. It's returning study buddy, Dale Kingsmill. I am special, aren't I? Yep. (laughs) We really kick this episode off with some high energy, I just gotta say. I'm glad that we got our energy high and mighty. Dale, Dale, she is great. Everybody, Dale. Dale, 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 Dale. And if you're like, that sounds a lot like sports chanting, you are correct because we are in the midst. We are in the midst and the mist and the mysticism of our Buffy March Madness. And you're here like, it's not March anymore. Doesn't matter because that's, it's a different type it of March. Was it was when we recorded March it. March Madness lives in your heart. March Madness mm. lives in your heart. Yep, exactly. It's like the March hair. Is it always March for him? Nuh uh. Nope. Or maybe it is. In his heart. We don't know. They never really specify the passage of time in his dimension. However, probably it's not always March. I mean, we know that they're always late. They are always late. You're right. But um, we won't be because we are on time in terms of our angel bracket. That's right. Today, we will be choosing the best four episodes of Angel that will eventually go up against. One of these winners will go up against the best episode of Buffy, depending on the bracket. Are you ready, Dale? Sure. I, too, am ready because Dale and I are going head-to-head deciding which is the best Angel episode. Chris has decided his eight favorite Angel episodes, or at least the ones that he wants to throw into the bracket. Mm -hmm. And Chris will count down three, two, one when he gives the two options, and we will have to decide which ones we like. And if we disagree, we'll have to hash it out and leave it up to Judge Chris Bermonti. Mm-hmm. All right, everyone, it is getting wild here in March Madness, and we are moving over to Angel. That's right, the Sunnydale study group didn't really get that deep into analyzing Angel episode by episode, so we're going right to the good ones. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) at least the ones that I think are good. Now, if either of you guys are unfamiliar with the episode, because probably you haven't rewatched it as much as you've rewatched Buffy, that's okay. We'll figure that out as it happens. Now, the first matchup is Smile Time versus Redefinition, which I can give a definition for before the countdown if you'd like. I'm going in cold. What about you? Let's go in cold and then get the definition after the. <laughs> Perfect. Maybe Take we'll regret it, because I have a feeling we're both, we might just choose the yep. same one. I, I think, yep. <laughs> yeah, just give it to definition. Okay. Two. One. Smile, Smile time. time. Great. Why you say it so slowly? Well, there's a lag on my end. That makes your words longer? <laughs> yeah, I said there's a lag on my end, which means I speak slower. That's what a lag means. Why are we arguing about this and not the Angel episodes? Great. All right. Both have chosen smile time, which is the correct answer. (laughs) Like, do we even need to get into, like, our justification or explanation? Yeah, just to kind of, you know, do a little bit of analysis and reflection for the kids at home. I'll throw it over to my good friend, Dale Kingsmill. Well, um, my reasons are single fold and very simple. I remember smile time. Great. (laughs) So redefinition 
redefinition for those at home is the episode <laughs> in which Angel, spoiler alert forever, uh, when Angel traps the Wolfram and Hart lawyers in the room with Darla and Drusilla, oh, and Darla like and one, Drusilla though. slaughter the Wolfram and Hart lawyers, and Angel, you're like, Angel, that was so cruel. And he was like, I don't care, I'm a vampire. I still don't really remember it. <laughs> Do you remember the season two stuff with Darla and Drew? I remember the events that you're describing. I just, hmm. But it's like it's, it's like, like words I've read rather than an episode. My my memory mm. of the episode, just to just to leapfrog off of what my good friend Dale Kingsmill is saying, uh, is that it kind of uh, the way I remember it is kind of like a YouTube recut where someone has clips from the episode or like a WB mm. promo and then put like another song underneath it. Like you'll be in my heart, and you and see Angel like, looking at the Wolfram and ho- looking at Holland yeah. Manners, just you'll being be like, "In my heart, yeah." And that's, by the way, that's an eighteens cover mm-hmm. of Phil Collins' "You'll Be in My Heart." Mm-hmm. Yes, it's not now, the original. Yeah. Now, I would say it's strange because you know, as we've discussed with some people, Angel takes a while to get interesting, and a lot of the, even the good years aren't that good. But the stuff that is good is great. Now, specifically in season two, Angel finally kind of became his own hero. Buffy would never have trapped mortal human beings in a room with two blood-sucking vampires. Angel, however, decided, you know what? Lawyers are subhuman and let them all get murdered. And in fact, not only let them get murdered, kind of helped. And that separated the kind of style of evil fighting that Angel does. Mm. I want Chris, I, I want you to narrate actual sports in this way. I want you to commentate where it's like, <laughs> it's really looking for the, the silver lining where you're just like, now the Pats and the Panthers are not doing well this season. Neither of them are doing great. It's going to be a pretty boring game. But, but their hair looks great. Their hair looks <laughs> great. Now, granted, they're wearing helmets. <laughs> All right. So, great. And smile time, of course. You guys want to talk about what you love about Smile Time? Yeah. I mean, let, season five episode. Let's be real. The two most important things for me are no, three. There's three. One, I do not have puppet cancer, is one of the best great. lines in All of Angel. Yep. Two, Spike as a human physically fighting a puppet of Angel. Yes. Beautiful. Brilliant. Wonderful. What more could you hope for? And three, it's one of, what, only eight times in the whole of Angel the series that Angel actually gets his vamp face on? And he, granted, he is a puppet wearing a helmet. No, he, he is a puppet at the time, but he so rarely puts his vamp face on during Angel. And I'm like, you're fighting people. They're demons. You can like look like a vampire now. And he never does it. But he does. Can I add one more? Can I, again, leapfrog off of my good friend Dale Kingsmill here? No. Yeah, yes. Okay, great. Let's move on. <laughs> yes, no, please, but yes, the uh, Dale was correct. The correct answer was Angel Puppet having Puppet Vampire Face. <laughs> oh, I was going to say the intro with Puppet Angel. Oh, so good. Oh, I forgot about that. That's so good. But not the right answer. Okay, great. Yeah. Wonderful. Also, um, the performance of David Fury... David Fury, a Buffy Angel writer who also played the Mustard Man in Once More with Feeling, makes an appearance as the guy who designed the puppets, but what we find out is that the evil puppet actually was puppeting him, and there's a really scary moment of a demonic puppet using a man as a puppet. It was man. like reading a creepypasta. It but was kind of like reading a creepypasta. On a TV show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess it was a little bit different than reading a creepypasta. <laughs> And, yes, and Smile Time, arguably the greatest departure in tone of any either of the series. Truth. 
However, it is a classic, and I do have not only an angel puppet, but a spike puppet, which only appeared in the comic books. That's right. That's right. All right. Smile time has moved on, everyone. I hope you're all having fun. Now, <laughs> the next two. Are you ready? Ready. Sure. Through through the looking glass versus not fade away. Okay, I'm ready. Are you still jumping in this cold, Kingsmill? Yep. Okay. Go ahead I'm and like count reaching for any memories right now. Up. All right. Three, two, one. Not, not fade, fade away. away? <laughs> We both went into like a line reading and we were like, they're like, we didn't have any punctuation. So we read the printer ran out of ink. So you guys are really going to have to just interpret this line however you feel. <laughs> like, here's the crucible because it's my name. <laughs> yes, not fade away. The series finale of Angel, which you both selected over Through the Looking Glass, which is the main episode of the Pylea arc that ends season two, arguably the hook of the Angel series, where they go to the Lorne's home dimension of Pylea oh, shoot, in I love order that to save Fred. Okay, from that explanation, I feel like we angered Chris. <laughs> no, it's okay. Not fade away. You is, know, the is keystone better. of Angel. <laughs> Not fade away. Not fade does, away is uh, fine, but I think I like the other one better. But I've said my answer. Now I have to argue it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You do. Of course. <laughs> the best part of through the looking glass is for me, besides getting to meet Fred, is the moment where they're fighting the commoners of the town, and Wesley looks up and says, "I think we're winning." And then it hard cuts to all of them in chains. <laughs> yeah, that is hard to beat. All right, but not fade away beats it. What are your reasons? Oh, it's got a dragon in it. That's pretty cool. <laughs> it's it does for a moment. I love seeing Victory Lap Kingsmill, who just does not need to like has. There's no Jeopardy. It's like yeah, it's got it had credits. <laughs> had Wesley credits. dies. That's something. <laughs> um, yes. I feel like that's for the best. Like you know. <laughs> oh okay <laughs> well I, uh this to me is like what angel builds up to mm-hmm. i feel like buffy is a sustained show i feel like we're constantly trying to see where angel goes it's like a mood piece until this last bit mm-hmm. and the end of that fade away i often think of when i am gathering myself or if we're at a convention and we're just like are we gonna go like the last t- it's like 10 minutes left oh and then gosh, we're just like let's go to nerd. work um <laughs> but here's the thing are you change are you gonna change your answer <laughs> <laughs> i want to but i'm sticking with what i said um okay but here's the thing just now that i'm playing devil's advocate now that i know what the episodes are oh you don't have to you don't have to do that right but i'm gonna um <laughs> especially now that hell has been unleashed on earth omar um so here's the thing i love bolivian army endings i'm all on board with them they're great um, I think it's a great moment. But the thing is that in the back of my head, I'm like, it's been a year since Buffy saved the world by the skin of her teeth, and you let Helen. Like, we do better, Angel. Do better. She does have a point. Angel's plan was essentially, let's piss off a very organized interdimensional group that is going to kill all of us just to tell them that they don't own us, which is very inspiring in the speech in Power Play, written by David Fury the episode before. But ultimately, when you think about it, Angel 
The rest of the world didn't plan. agree to that. Okay, I'm okay. Before we before we somehow convince Chris to go against our consensus, <laughs> I am going to say that uh, as someone who lives in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and I'm not trying to pull a, a, a Los Angeles card here against you, Dale, because again, I would like to remind everyone we both agreed. So I don't know why this is still becoming an argument, but <laughs> but uh, as a Los Angeles story, where Los Angeles is evil and it is like not even a hell mouth, it is just hell. Mm-hmm. This ending is perfect because you can't. It's like a Butch Cassidy, like you can't win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where Bolivia Army ending comes from. Yeah, no, I. I was. It is totally frogging like off of my Butch. friend King. Okay, it's very yeah. much a Butch Cassidy ending. He's correct. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Because <laughs> you're like, there's no way they can survive this, but yep. they're going right, for yeah. it. That's a, yeah, that's I, a point against Dale. No, we don't need to like, over discuss like, this. No, no, no. We, we've yeah. already got. I feel like we did yeah. a pretty good and job. La- but the Kylie yeah, really arc good. is so good and sunny and great, mm-hmm. and I feel like the whole of Angel as a series deals with the metaphor of you know LA sucking your soul out. So. Okay, Chris, I guess now... That's my final, that's my closing argument. Not Fade Away is already on the list. It's fine. (laughs) I voted for it. Unlike almost any apocalypse-facing crew ever, when Angel and the gang are faced with the... that they are going up against ultimate evil and are are signing their death warrant to kill themselves in battle the next day, Angel tells them not to prepare, but to go live their last day. And that's my favorite part of that episode. And that what they each do with living their last day, especially with fucking, I don't curse that much on this podcast, but Spike taking his poem that he bombed with in Fool for Love and was humiliated for. And Spike takes that poem and goes to a poetry slam open mic night, does the effulgent poem, and it kills and he gets a standing ovation, and it's one of my favorite moments in either series. It is lovely. It is lovely. I do feel like he may have terrorized the audience before that. But having said <laughs> that, the effulgent poem isn't that bad. Effulgent is a perfectly fine word. Cromulent yeah. word. Cromulent. For those of you at home who uh, were following the series previously and haven't seen Angel Season 5, we should do an episode on Fool for Love, by the way. Because we are going to do, like, one-offs of the ones you gotta do. Can we come up with an assistant character that's helping us out uh, with this podcast? Oh, yeah. Like, Granthor? Granthor, yeah. Hey, Granthor, can you write that down? (laughs) Thanks, Granthor. (laughs) Thanks, Granthor. By the way, read your spec. Omar's shrinking. Well, uh, for a completely audio podcast, I feel like this is going to be... Grandor, <laughs> okay. Grandor, can you turn noting. off... Grandor, can you turn off the shrinking ray? Thank you, Grandor. Please do that. <laughs> Thanks, Grandor. And also, Grandor, you might just... I'm just saying a Breaking Bad spec is a little overdone. It's also off the air, and it's like... It's not going to work. Grandor, with serialized shows where, yeah. like, they don't really have the one-offs... It's hard to hop in. Yeah, it's not like you can't just... Also, yours was a holiday special. <laughs> Doesn't quite work, Grandor. Which was... You know what? I I like it as a fanfic. I appreciate... I mean, keep the creative muscles going, but, you know, don't flex them in public. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right, let's move on. All right, what's our next two... Uh, what's our next two... <laughs> <laughs> They're going up against each other here, Chris. All right, next up, we've got... Two really kick you in the guts, depressing episodes. I know what one of them's gonna be. Yes. Yes, you do, probably. Solace and a hole in the world. 
Is that the one you thought it was going to be? I know both of them. I'm so excited, you guys. Great. Okay. Oh, wait. Oh, no. Now I have to choose. Now you like, have to decide real. which one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You guys ready? I'm ready. All right. Granthor, turn on the counting. Oh, I, I count us in? Okay. And three, two, one. Hole, Hole in, in the, the world. world. <laughs> that is the correct answer. Again, like we got no direction in our performance. So far, (laughs) only season five episodes are winning. I think that tells you that I like season five the best. (laughs) Most people do. All right, a hole in the world has won. Hey, there we go. Uh, Shout out to Sean Astin from Samwise Gamgee, who directed the episode Solus, in which Angelus returns for the first time to the series. Well, there was a brief moment in season one where Angel thought he was Angelus based on a drug that he was given. However, it was not Angelus. It was the first return of Angelus to this mortal realm since uh, Buffy and the gang, since Willow banished him back in season uh, two of Buffy. But Angelus is returned to the gang and it is a pretty excellent part of Angel. However, a hole in the world in which... Spoiler, 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 spoiler alert. Fred dies and her soul is eviscerated. Oh, it's so heartbreaking. A hole in my heart. What are your reasons? (laughs) I'm going to throw it over to my good friend Dale Kingsmill to start it off. Man, I just, because I love, I do love Soulless. I didn't know that that Samwise Gamgee directed it. Um, But damn, Hole in the World is just, it's like one of those episodes that will never leave you once you've seen it. Like no matter your stance on any of the characters at that point, you go into that episode and by the end, you just, it's, it's devastating. I can't look at um, the actor who plays Knox in Mm -hmm. the same way ever again. I will never trust that man because he betrayed me. And he murdered Fred in the slowest, most horrific way possible. It was like freaking Little Women. It was like the saddest death imaginable. And I, I just, it's I. Ugh. It's sickening, ugh. indeed. I can feel the hollow left where my soul was. Mm, I'm soulless yes. after hole in the world. Yes, there you go, Omar. Anything you'd like to add? It's just the um. The Spike's line of there's a hole in the world someone should have told us yeah, uh, is an emotional reaction that I feel like I felt before mm-hmm. where you just discover something is so wrong with the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, I appreciate them having that book. I think it's one of Angel's greatest contributions as a show mm-hmm. is that moment of just there's a hole in the world. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, no, Hole in the World is one of the greater episodes of Angel and kind of it's... It's definition of a little too depressing in which Angel and we- uh, Fred and Wesley, we want to be together from the moment they meet and seemingly yeah. fall in love. No? We don't like them? I'm never going to forgive Wesley either. Oh, because of what happened? <sighs> He's the worst. Go on. All right. So for those of you who do are into Wesley and Fred, finally, after her season three relationship with Gunn, which ends with Gunn snapping the neck of her former professor who threw her into Pylea and throwing him into a dimension herself, obviously takes kind of a depressing turn. Wesley finally 
confesses his love to Fred in Smile Time, a happy episode. They kiss each other. In the very next episode, they are ripped apart, and Wesley holds her in his arms while she dies. Man, I just... And read Sarah Plain and Tall was the book he's reading her. You know how it's like a book that, like, can it's like Angel... Wesley has the books that can have any text as long mm-hmm. as he says it to them, mm-hmm. and he, like, is sitting with her in bed as her intestines are cooking, <laughs> and she's like, read me this. And then, oh, my God, and even though it's depressing and horrible and it's so sad at the very episode when Fred awakens and Illyria is in her body. It's such a great intro for Illyria as well. And oh my gosh, the bit where you first realize that something's up when Lorne hears her singing and he turns around and he reacts before everyone else. Oh my gosh. Uh, Sunshine. You make me have Lorne. No one is allowed to sing that song because they will die. Yes. Yes, they will. And a quick shout out to another... Lorne's magical, silly power turning into a depressing moment is when Wesley sings Hush Little Baby to Baby Connor in season three and Lorne realizes that ain't that he's stealing the baby and Wesley bludgeons him over his head. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, moving on. <laughs> Moving on. I really want to just highlight the fact that you, you in your sports voice, finished it as if it was like a top five highlights reel. Bludgeoned him over the head. <laughs> Number three, where will this motorcycle go? Into the loop. <laughs> All right. Next now, the final happen? one, which I wonder if either of you will remember what these episodes are. <laughs> I certainly do. All right. <laughs> okay. The final two matchup. It is... I mean, would it be helpful if I said the seasons? No, let's go in cold. Okay. <laughs> Dale, what do you think? So it probably would be helpful, but I mean, we're sticking with this uh, not knowing thing, so let's go. All right. It is Waiting in the Wings versus Spin the Bottle. Oh, we know, I, we know both of these episodes. Why would, the, why would the two uber theater nerds not know these episodes? Although right. it took me a really long time to see Spin the Bottle for the first time and then it was like a broken disc so it kept jumping so I I don't know if I've actually seen the whole episode but I get the idea no that's just how the episode is actually Mm. all right we're counting it down here we come it's three two one spin the bottle oh we have a disagreement (gasps) we haven't had a single one for Angel yet nope you've all said the same ones I'm really hoping I remember waiting in the wings correctly Waiting in the Wings, the season three episode in which they go to the ballet. And Summer Glau is introduced and to the Weedenverse. And Summer Glau is introduced yeah. into yes. the Weedenverse. She's and, Russian. Um, <laughs> yep. I and remember. spin the bottle, essentially the tabula rasa of Angel, not that different, in which they do a spell to try to get Cordelia's memory back and in place turn everybody into their teenage personas. Cordy Chase from Sunnydale High is involved. Wesley is involved. Let's hear what you guys have to say. First up, we go with... (laughs) That was me psyching uh, Omar out. Fresh off a straw sip, we go to uh, Dale Kingsmill in Australia for the first defense. All right. Thanks. So... Here's the deal. Like, first, just to just put it in perspective, you're right. Spin the Bottle is the Tabula Rasa of Angel, and it's not as good as Tabula Rasa. It doesn't come out as well. For starters, you got to deal with Liam in, like, the current age, which is, like, a lot, because David Boreanaz in Irish accents is, like, a time. Um, and 
it just, it, it doesn't play out the way that I want it to. It's like a really brilliant concept with a kind of like lackluster fan fiction execution, which is just super disappointing. Whereas Waiting in the Wings feels like just like a proper kind of episodic adventure with Angel and the gang. Here's what's happening this week. Oh, it's Summer Glau! And it's like, it's just, it's a great time for people who are familiar with the Whedonverse, you know? It's like, here are some delightful surprises for you in an easygoing context. Very strong arguments from Dale Kingsmill, also known as McDonald's enthusiast Dale Kingsmill. <laughs> yeah, that's what they call me. Yes, they do. That's what they do. All right, now we're tossing it over to Omar Najam. Really, who guys want to say that my good friend Dale Kingsmill had some amazing arguments there? Some eh. really good arguments. Mm. Ooh, and good. two like eh ones. <laughs> and, there, and um and so I feel it, like both is, times you've difficult. assessed my arguments, you've been pretty off base. But all right. <laughs> What <laughs> I'd like to, and so modest. Uh, what I would like to simply add, if I might so humbly offer to the court. Oh my gosh, so many adjectives. <laughs> uh, I'm no big city lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say, uh, while I do very much like Tabula Rasa, especially speaking as a Michelle Branch fan, I really like Spin the Bottle because of the f- the frame of the episode around Lorne is incredible. Yes. The Lorne aspect of it. The meat of it is fun. It's a fun meat episode, but what I really like about... Uh, that to me is like a stamp of this, this writing team and these actors is when they get to do a fun gimmick but still make me feel a lot of emotions. And Spin the Bottle, I think, is one of the biggest Angel episodes where it's fun in the middle and you're like it's goofy and it's fun and it's a little campy but the end just takes all that camp and it accumulates it and then put then weaves it into a rug and then pulls the rug out from under you and that to me is what's so winning about spin the bottle and when i'm uh when i want to feel sad but not just like jump jump right into it i usually go to spin the bottle so i can watch that and then when the episode ends that's when i'm just like i need my sea breeze you know what i'm talking about oh do i ever <laughs> I just jumped straight into the body. Um, (laughs) And Doomsday from Doctor Who. It's like, it's a terrible cycle. It goes real bad. But, um, you know what? Like, just thinking about it now, I think this isn't even a rebuttal or anything. This is is just an additional thing that I thought of while you were talking. I think what disappointed me about Spin the Bottle going in, because I sorted out after I found out I'd missed an episode where they all reverted to their teenage selves, I was like, oh, that sounds brilliant. I want to see Cordelia again. Like, like high school Cordelia. I love grown-up Cordy, Cordy, but I was really excited to see high school, like, Queen Bee Cordelia Chase dropped into the middle of Angel the series. And I, it didn't feel like that. It didn't feel like it was the Cordy that I knew and that I wanted to see again. It was just like, I don't know, here's her and she's a dumb teenager. I'm going to say two things. One, again, excellent points. Oh that my God. Stop my, complimenting I'm, me. I hate it. I don't even want to say opponent. I want to say um, contributor. Dale, friend Dale oh, Kingsmill offered uh, so generously to the court. I, I guess uh, to put it in other words, no, clapping. No. The other thing I'd like to say is That's solid Lorne episode. You can't put it in we other need, words and then clap. We, we need a solid clap, 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 clap. Those are the words. <laughs> a solid Lorne episode, and we need them in the we need one in the bracket. The judges are. That's I'm true. the judges. 
The judges are conferring with yeah. themselves. Whatever. I'm going with spin the bottle. Great arguments made on both sides. Now? You were just clapping. Take that, you loser. You take In that. other words, clap, clap, clap. But now when you actually, when you click, what's this? Oh, oh what you, I learned you, from I'm last sorry, week. I'm sorry, are you part of the slam oh, poetry group? Oh, I learned from last too? week. I have done slam poetry before, back oh, in college, no. oh, and I learned from last week. Oh, you're such a nerd. Yes. Now the uh, the judges came to that conclusion. While both arguments were very strong, but one was better. Mine was better. It uh, was a better. The lorn the lorn frame right. is specially unique in all of both series, in which no episode quite does that. And I have heard something that stuck with me forever, which whether true or not, or is just a fan theory is that people say that spin the bottle, actually the frame takes place post not fade away, and it's Lorne reflecting on the gang after their deaths. What do we, okay, can we now, I know that you're the judge, but can Dale and I quickly vote on that theory? (laughs) Can you count us down? Whether we vote, it's true or not. Two, three. Not true. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. Um, But, but, Two moments specifically of Lorne, because I think that, you know, I think that Lorne is like one of the most wonderful things created in the Buffy Angel verse at all. Um, Lorne. Yeah, he's a nice guy. Leaving, Lorne leaving the bar to reveal that it's empty. There's just something so weird and sad about it. But also, a quick little bit that I want to reference before we move on is when I watched it live on television and it came back from commercial break, and the new act begins with Lorne clapping, going, those were some great products. Let's all think about buying those. <laughs> all right, and that that concludes the bracket for the week. That's right, that's right. This week is completed. We have decided the four Angel episodes are going to move on. Chris, could you remind us what those are again? Yes, it is. Next week, we will have Smile Time going up against Not Fade Away. And then we will have A Hole in the World going up against Spin the Bottle. Wow. There's something about Chris that reminds me of Lorne. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I, I appreciate that. It's an earnestness and a, a, a penchant for you're nonviolence. Like, you're, you're like something <laughs> beyond human as well. And like... Here to yeah. entertain. I feel like Dale was one detail away from an insult. If I'm gonna be honest, <laughs> and you know, green what and horned. I mean, me holding back. I regularly. Okay, this is this is the truth for the viewers, listeners, whatever you do with your ears. Um, I regularly in my day to day life describe Chris <laughs> as a leprechaun because I am suspicious he is actually a leprechaun. Like this is what leprechauns are real and this is what they're like so that was what i was holding back that omar sensed it was that it was my conspiracy theory remember that remember okay well next week will be the penultimate bracket and dale kings will be joining us as well for that penultimate series but before then if you're sad about that don't worry because you can hang out with us all the time if you'd like for example dale where can they find you and all the amazing werewolf related media that you create all the, the amazing werewolf-related media I create can be found on youtube.com forward slash Monarchs Factory. Uh, it's like King's Mill. It's a, it's a pun on my name. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at DailyDale, and that's less werewolf-related, but still, let's be honest, probably predominantly werewolf-related. 
I like werewolves. <laughs> Wonderful. And Chris, you can find me and all of my wily pots of gold at Amontioc on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Also, you can find my uh, good actual uh, a friend of mine who I just discovered is a werewolf, uh, Branson Nijame, who plays keys for Robot Teammate. And we also have a side band called The Misinformants. Uh, you can find us with Robot Teammate. You can also find me with Omar on Thank You for Questing. And if you are in Los Angeles, Hamilton's is apparently still interesting to people. Who'd have known? Who'd have known? Two years after we're doing this, people still coming to these Hamilton sing-alongs. And if we were quoting like- Hamilton like last week. Like I don't know. <laughs> this isn't a surprise. Hmm? We were making Hamilton references like nonstop last week. Nonstop. Nope. All right. So. <laughs> You want to start a Hamiltons in a place like Australia, or apparently we have a really big following in Poland? Yep. If you want to start Hamiltons Poland, please do it. You got to do it. All right, that's what's going on with me. Omar, who are you? Hi, I'm Omar. You can find me on Twitter at Omar Najam most of the time during the night. You can also find me on Instagram at Omar Najam Film, where I take lots of pictures of my home soil that I like to sleep in. And if you want to check out anything and everything Sunnydale Study Group related, you can go to SSG Podcast on Twitter as well as Sunnydale Study Group on Facebook and on Instagram where you can also find information about contacting us and sending gifts to us. For example, for me, you can send me typo blood because that's my favorite type of blood. All right, you can also give us a call. That's right, you can call us and leave us a voicemail at 805-669-8187. Again, that's 805-669-8187. Tell us what your favorite Angel episode is in a voicemail, and we will post it on next week's episode. Also, if you're international and you don't want to call this mysterious number, don't worry about it. What you can do is you can go ahead and record your voice and email that to sunnydellstudygroup at gmail.com. We are part of the Zeitheist Network. Please check out every podcast on Zeitheist Network because it's an amazing family of content creators. So go check that out. And we will be back next week when we figure out the best Buffy episode and the best Angel episode to go up against each other. All right, folks, pack up your bags, pack up your books. We'll see you then. Did you hurt yourself just now? I cracked my elbow. Thank you.